Bickley, Vince Morata. Bickley and Morata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Second and 13, now in the 22 after a three-yard loss. Back to throw, and another sack for J.J. Watt. That's two today as he beats his man and then beats down the quarterback. Dropping Rippin at the 15-yard line for a loss of seven. It'll bring up third and 20. He's, you know, inspiring the way he practices. You know, he, he's um, put his money where, where his mouth is because he's talked to the team about playing and being professional in this circumstance that we're in. And um, he's definitely backing it up, and it's motivating for the staff and the players. J.J. Watts uh, making news, and I know you might be tuning in going, hey, wait, where's social studies? Well, we're yeah. calling an audible here because of a tweet sent out by J.J. Watt earlier today. And after that game on Sunday night, Cardinals lose to the Buccaneers. Uh, people were reporting. J.J. Watt, very, he played an excellent football game again, uh, emotional coming off the field, mm-hmm. and now we know why. He tweeted out earlier this morning, Koa's first ever NFL game, that's his newborn son, my last ever NFL home game, my heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. So apparently J.J. Watt, two more games, and then riding off into the sunset. Yeah. Which, you know, we've had these discussions about J.J. Watt. Today we had the discussion about how J.J. Watt is responsible for the leadership on the defense along with Buda Baker and keeping this team in games. And, it, you know, without that, it could really just be an abject disaster. But we also know that J.J. Watt had a health issue this year where mm-hmm. he had to have his, his heart shocked back into rhythm. Uh, and he was emotional about that in real time. So I guess maybe there shouldn't be that much of a surprise. No, this. no. I, listen, it, it's first of all, I was under the impression and mistaken impression that J.J. Watt was coming on like gangbusters because he wanted to play for another contract next year. Mm-hmm. And and no, to the contrary, he just wants to go out playing his best football. So I have massive respect for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think fatherhood probably has made him look at his career and... And, and said, okay, you know what? Enough's enough. I, I, I want to be there physically and mentally for, for my family. So I think there's that. Cam Cox from Channel 12 caught J.J. Watt being very emotional as he walked off the field Sunday night. And so this is, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think selfishly, I, I think a lot of people were hoping he'd come back next year because his leadership has been off the charts. And and the last, I mean, the second half of the, he was good in the first half. The second half of the season... As things have sunk lower and lower Mm -hmm. for this team, he's elevated his play. I mean, Mm -hmm. three sacks against Denver, two more tackles for loss last week. And I I looked at the stat sheet, Vic, after that game, after watching it. I was like, Mm -hmm. he only got credited for two tackles for loss. It seemed like he had four or five. Oh, well, he was in the backfield a lot. He hit Tom Brady a couple times. I don't know if you saw the stat that J.J. Watt sacked 47 different quarterbacks. Tom Brady is not one of them. So I think he really really wanted to get a piece of Tom Brady, hit him a couple times, let Tom know he was around, Mm -hmm. never quite got to him. But listen, he's been... He's been monstrously good the last few games. He's been very good as a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I remember when they when they acquired him, I thought, wow, that's a great PR move. But is this going to be a waste of money when they could have spent that money in a younger Hassan Reddick kind of pass rusher? I, I couldn't have been more wrong. He's He's been terrific. He's been uh, an incredible leader, and the last few games, he's almost as, he, he's almost at peak J.J. Watt. Now, he's not as good as he once was, because in his prime, 
No, you couldn't double team that man. No, he's a three time defensive player of the year. Yeah, but he's he ain't that far off of it. And and the fact that that this is all kind of happening, the whole circle of life thing happening for him, it's quite something. And how cool was it that we saw on Hard Knocks after the loss to the Broncos, all of the Broncos players were swarming him and going, "2015 JJ Watt, that's 2015 yeah, JJ that's Watt." Great. So he is getting his flowers. I know you love that mm-hmm. phrase, Bick. Oh yeah, on his way out before they even knew that he was planning to retire. Well, how about this, too? And you said it. Credit to a guy who's not playing for a contract, but just wants to play his yes, best football in his way out. That's what's got my massive respect. And maybe the stat that stands out the most from last week, again, for a team that was 4-10 and 10 mm-hmm. before that game, 95% of the defensive snaps played in that game. Well, and you just think of all the great things he's done, just all the great gestures he has done since he has been in Arizona from, you know, paying for the college tuition, for playing funeral expenses, and just... Uh, all the work he did for uh, Houston after oh, the hurricane. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. He won NFL Man of the Year just fueled by that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, listen, I've got massive respects for this guy, and, and again, I think, I think the reason why we're not looking at a Nathaniel Hackett Denver kind of situation here is I think J.J. Watt's leadership has kept everybody on that defense on point. Oh, I think I think that's a point well made and well taken. And uh, for football fans, not just Cardinals fans, but football fans everywhere, mm-hmm. now you got a reason to watch the last two Cardinals games to to appreciate one of the all time greats on his on his way out the door. And J.J. Watt doesn't strike you as a guy who's going to waffle on this decision either, mm-hmm. considering everything. Um, he's probably got a lot of football opportunity in front of him if he wants it. Broadcasting. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably has a lot of non-football opportunity in front of him if he wants it. Anything he wants to do, I'm sure he can do. Yeah. He, he's he's a transcendent superstar, and, and it's he's been all that. He's lived up to everything that we had hoped and heard he was before he came to Arizona. So, uh, you know, selfishly, I'm kind of bummed out. I was really hoping that he was going to be part of the deal next year, but... You know, I think he's I think he's making a life decision here. Yeah, and I think we had that discussion last week too about JJ Watt's future, and and I was of the the mindset he's played very well this year. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the, the just the stink that's on this team right now, mm-hmm. do you want to chance it? Do you want to bring him back for another run? But he's he's made the decision for himself, and he's made the decision for the Cardinals, and he couldn't have made it a more clear decision at this point. Yeah. He's also one of those guys, too, though, and I know he was only here for two seasons, but again, being one of the all-time greats, we went through this with Larry Fitzgerald. Heads up for the home fans. It just goes to prove, it goes to show you what these guys are actually really made of. It's not about them. It's more about the sport. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Cardinals fans won't have an opportunity really to say goodbye to either one of them before they're done playing. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Um, and also, either, neither one of them is going to end their career with the Super Bowl ring. Yeah. But, but I, it, it, it obviously looks like J.J. Watt's at peace with this. And I think it's the, I think it's fatherhood. And it's his wife, and it's that. And it's, you can, you can, you can linger too long in this game. You can, you can loiter a bit in the NFL. And it's, you know, and I think this has probably been a, a priority thing for him, a reality check. Well, remember when he did discuss, you know, having his heart shocked back into rhythm? Mm-hmm. That's before his son was born. That's right. And that's right. That, you know, that was part of the emotion that was tied into it when he opened up about that whole thing. So, yeah, I think that's a, a big part of it. And hey, <laughs> JJ Watt has earned the right to go out on his terms when he wants to go out. So, it's a bummer for football fans, but awesome for him and his family. And uh, like I said, we've got two more weeks to watch J.J. Watt do what he does.
yep. and do it in an Arizona Cardinals uniform. Uh, as that's the news that's out today. Again, J.J. Watt tweeting out earlier, uh, about a half hour ago now, Koa's first ever NFL game. That's his newborn son. My last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure with the uh, praying hands emoji. Uh, We'll have more reaction to that as the uh, day goes on here on Arizona Sports. But next, we will get into some social studies. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Social studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. It's a little late, but better late than never. Time for some social studies. When J.J. Watt talks, you listen and you rearrange your schedule, right? That is correct. And we're going to be talking about him now, too. Yes, we will. Yes. Social studies. We are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Thank you all for sticking with us through the delay. J.J. Watt, in case you missed the news, he announced that he is planning to retire without using those exact words at the end of the season. His tweet from about 8.55 this morning. Koa's first ever NFL game. Koa is his son. My last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. So, Dan and Vince, you guys just spent the last segment uh, reacting to that news and sharing what he has meant to this organization over the last two seasons. Do you have anything else you would like to add about J.J. Watt before we get to our listeners' reactions? No, just to reiterate the fact that, you know... uh, Bick said it. You, there's a lot of guys that loiter in the NFL. Not so much as other sports where they really hang on. The NFL will will, will reveal those guys sure. pretty quickly. But it's obvious J.J. Watt has a lot left in his football tank. So you respect the guy who, mm-hmm. who makes that decision. Uh, we have to assume that it's for health reasons moving forward. We have to assume it's for family reasons. And, and that's a beautiful story. Yeah. I, I, I've got no issue with it at all. Yeah. Absolutely, Bick. Anything else from you? No, I've yeah, I, it, just that. I just I've got a lot of respect for the guy because uh, the play has been so explosive and so good. It's like he's turned back the clock, and I, I just. I cynically believed it was a contract push, uh-huh. that he wants another lucrative deal, and whether or not it's going to be in Arizona is the big question. Uh, it, he's just go, He wants to go out playing and being the best football player he can be, and I got a lot of respect for that. Absolutely, 100%. Love to see that he, like you said, is able to turn back the clock a little bit for his final few games in the NFL. All right, getting to our listener reactions to the J.J. Watt retirement news. Richard tweets, I'm happy that he gets to be there for his family. I'm honored and humbled that he decided to play here in Arizona, and I'm mad that he's leaving. All love and even more respect to him. Kristen Reuter says, I hate to hear this with some crying emojis, but I also understand he gets to leave on his own terms while still playing at a high level. His absence is going to leave a void on the field and in the locker room. He has been such an inspiration. The fans are going to miss him. Yes. Eric O'Keefe says, hey, I hope he sticks around here in Arizona. The man just does great things in every community he is part of. I wish him the best. Couple more. Sad that the Cardinals couldn't win for him, says S'more Cart. Come on, man. We had the game won. And then I lost count of how many tweets used the word legend. But a lot of tweets responding to this call J.J. Watt a legend and a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right, let's get to our next question. Uh, looking at the quarterback situation for the Arizona Cardinals. 
on the Sunday Night Football broadcast on, well, Sunday. Uh, Melissa Stark reported that Kyler Murray will get his ACL repair surgery on January 3rd, so not that far from now, and he's looking at about nine months of recovery before he gets back onto the football field. So we're estimating October at the earliest. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say a little bit later than that uh, before he can play for the Cardinals again. So until Kyler can return, who do you want to start for the Cardinals? Yeah, I I, I don't think it's Colt McCoy. I don't know what the point of that is. In fact, I think that might be cruel and unusual (laughs) given how much he's been banged up. Yes. I I think you need to find out exactly what Trace McSorley means to you as an organization. And this is, this is, I think these things can be very revealing and you can learn a lot about these guys. To to frame the question, um, not, not just this year. Because it looks the yes, timetable right now, it's a, it's probably a month at least without Kyler Murray. Right, that's right. Okay. Right. So so yeah. So my point is is that you, you've got to look and 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 assess who is going to be the starting quarterback for this team. I think I think we all realize that Colt McCoy is the backup, but yes. that's it. That's what he needs to be is the backup. Mm-hmm. So then, would you stay within the organization or bring in maybe somebody from free agency that's, or from the draft? Well, I that that's why I say you you evaluate these games particularly that last game against the 49ers defense and see what you got in this kid. I think there was some good and some bad. Uh, he did, Trace McSorley did not look overmatched. He's got some 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 quickness. Uh, he made some mistakes. Uh, so I, I just think you roll with him. I mean, what's 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 you're four and eleven. Yeah. If it comes to next year, my and and it's clear that Kyler's not going to be able to go for a while. Free agent addition is my pick. I don't. All due respect to Trace McSorley, I think we've seen what we're going to see from Trace McSorley. Sure. I don't think Colt McCoy is a starting quarterback in this league, especially at age thirty-seven. And I don't want the Cardinals to expend any draft capital on a quarterback well, because they're too. still tied up to Kyler yeah. Murray. So almost by default, it, for me, it's got to be free agent. Sure. Are there any particular names that are of interest to you? It's the it's the usual. The, Suspects that okay. change uniforms every year. <laughs> right. The, the Teddy Bridgewaters. Marcus Mariota. The Carson Wentz. Teddy the Mar- Bridgewater. Yeah, Marcus Mariota. Those, those Andy Dalton, is he still around? Sure. Oh, oh, he'll be available, yeah. I'm oh, sure. <laughs> All right. 65%, no surprise here, 65% say it should be a free agent addition to step in for Kyler Murray until he is ready to go. 15% voted for Colt McCoy. 14% voted for somebody from the draft. Only 6% said Trace McSorley. So some of the names thrown out there as far as free agent additions, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G or Geno Smith, Bryce Young from the draft, and Gardner Minshew. Uh, And then Jimbo says, keep Colt McCoy healthy, sit him, let Trace McSorley get the experience next year. Welcome to the big leagues. And then there's Mr. B. He says, let's just all take the season off. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all take it off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Just (laughs) the roller coaster continues. High highs, low lows. Devin Booker sitting again with a groin issue. And uh, we're asking our listeners for song titles or song lyrics that best describe how they feel about the Suns today. Do you guys have any offerings? Uh, wasn't there a song by the Commodores or Lionel Richie called Oh No? <laughs> Was there? I'm trying to think. I, can't. I cannot answer yeah, that Oh No by you. the Commodores. There we there go. There it is. Let's play a little bit of That's it, That's your Joe. submission. Shall we? <laughs> yeah, why not? 
Come on, play. Come on, computer. Oh, yeah, I'm going to slow it down now. Lionel Richie. The Commodores. On Bickley and Murata Mornings. I hit the post again. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, that's enough. Oh, no. That's my, that's okay. my pick. That works for me. <laughs> Two for Ono. Oh yeah. All right, getting to our listeners. I mean, we always are going to mention Jimmy Eat World when we can. Oh, Austin sure. Austin Chase says The Middle by Jimmy Eat World because that's where they are. They are in the middle of the pack right now. That's uh, good. They like need that. to get healthy and they need to make a trade. Cowboy says Killing Me Softly. <laughs> Uh, from uh, Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. That is AZ Kids submission. That's a very fun, catchy, dancey song. I don't feel fun or dancey with the current okay. state of the Phoenix Suns, though. It Ain't Over Till It's Over by Lenny Kravitz. Okay. That's Mike's submission. Slip Sliding Away. Elon sent that one in. That's a Paul Simon song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. And then Running on Empty. By Jackson Brown, running on empty. Do you think the Suns are running on empty right now? It's not quite empty. I like Jimbo's too, under pressure. Oh, of course. Yeah. I feel like anytime we ask for a, a sport related song later, we, usually, we yeah. usually get that yeah. response. All right, final question of today's edition of Social Studies. We are asking for the highlight of your holiday weekend and the low point. Because like the Suns right now, high highs and low lows. The holidays. Vic, you want to tackle this one first? Um, yeah, no, the, the high point was just, it, like I like I told you, this was kind of a transitionary Christmas in my household. Kids kind of past that age, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so it was really it was really awesome. It was a great vibe, and, and it just, you know, that makes my heart full. And then, and then having to leave that and then go cover a game that was as dreadful as oh. that Buccaneers-Cardinals game Sunday night was tough. So I got, yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly all in one. High point always uh, food, friends, family. And that was the case. The low point was similar to Bix. Is that even Christmas Day cannot dis- distract you from the fact that we're Arizona sports fans. Yeah, two teams both losing in overtime yeah. on Christmas night. Yeah, right? So brutal. Mm-hmm. So brutal. All right, let's get to some of our listener responses. Lacey, her holiday weekend high was time with her favorite people. Her low was food poisoning on Christmas night. Ish. Lacey, what's worse, food poisoning or the Cardinals lost to the Buccaneers? Could they be related? Maybe <laughs> it wasn't food poisoning. Maybe it was Cardinals poisoning. Uh, Desert Dirtbag says he's not a really big holiday person, so he just goes straight to the low point. It was being a Valley sports fan on Christmas Day. Yeah. He, he writes, as much as I have hated on Cliff Kingsbury, I really felt for the guy when the camera showed him staring off into space. He finally tapped into the feel of us fans. That really was such a relatable moment. I, I, think, felt for him too. I think he was looking at his play sheet. <laughs> No, he wasn't. <laughs> I thought no, he was. No, he wasn't. Kenny Salinas says his high of the weekend was going to the Cardinals game, and his low of the weekend was leaving the Cardinals game. <laughs> or maybe it's vice versa. And finally, Cody Allen. Cody, I hope you have called all of your family and your friends because he just put on Twitter, the highlight was finding out my wife is pregnant with our first child. Ooh, all right. Congratulations, Cody Allen. And the low point was he got sick and he had to watch the Suns. Yeah. Can't all be great. No. 
Can that's, I just, can I just read high Lauren's high. real quick? Please. Uh, not Lauren Koval. Uh, but Lauren said, high point, thinking Jarrett was fired. Low point, finding out Jarrett wasn't fired. <laughs> I could have tweeted that. It wasn't me, but I could have. Yeah, right. Did we find your burner? Yeah, we might have. <laughs> we might have seen it. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks everybody who chimed in on uh, social studies. Coming up next, it's uh, not Monday. It's Tuesday, but we've got some weekend hardware to hand out. We'll do it next. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader, as we always do at 930. We go to our website, ArizonaSports.com, to take a look at our daily poll question. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata, hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. I've got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Which team put up the better effort in a loss on Christmas Day? The Cardinals or the Suns? Oh. Suns. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the effort was that bad with the Cardinals either, Neither but, I'm, but I'm going to say Suns. Yeah. Okay, let's place a vote for the Suns. Yeah, 72% of our voters agree with you guys. The Suns put up a better losing effort on Sunday. 28% say it was the Cardinals. All right, that's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You could vote on it right now or at your leisure on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Handing out the hardware. Hardware is our version of the award show, and it's brought to you by our friends at Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize, proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. Uh, who wants to start off? I'll go first. All right, you go first. Uh, my some reward award I'm giving to the Buffalo Bills who, for winning their sixth straight game against the Bears, Bears. Uh, they spent Christmas Eve in a Chicago hotel. They could not get home because Buffalo's airport is closed until this morning or yesterday morning. Um, and again, in the context of travel woes, I'm not going to feel bad for a bunch of millionaires staying in a real posh hotel. <laughs> but hey, it's a sports award show, so there you go. All right. Uh, my first award is the Get This Man a Telestrator Award. And I'm giving it to Jair Alexander of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> he had one of the three fourth quarter interceptions of Miami quarterback Tua Tungavailoa in the Packers win on Christmas. Pam Oliver of Fox Sports asked uh, him post game to break down the play. So he did, in Jair Alexander fashion. Walk us through that play, what happened, and how'd you grab it? Oh, man, that's easy. So I'm just lining up. I seen number 10 motion over. Hey, Jones. I seen number 10 coming across the field. I said, oh, snap, he fast. So I bagged off. When I bagged off, I seen him coming. He ran right in front of me. I was like, wow, is he really overthrowing it? Took it down the sideline, turned up with my guys, gave the football to a little kid wearing 23. I love it. Merry Christmas to you. I don't even have more to say. That was Merry fantastic. Christmas. If you celebrate it, Merry Christmas, go enjoy time with your family. We got a dog, baby. Pack is back. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Tremendous. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to the NFL for my first award as well. This is the Read the Room Bro Award. 
It goes to Philly's Devontae Smith. Did we all see his touchdown celebration against the Cowboys on I Saturday? I did not see that. All right. I watched most of that game. I think I missed it. It was near the end of the game. Okay. That might be why. All right. It was in the fourth quarter. He scored a touchdown. And his celebration, you know how they have the... Um, I'm forgetting the big red kettles, the Salvation Army kettles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind all of the end zones. He pretended to rob one of them. Oh, no. He he pulled on a, an imaginary ski mask, kicked open the door to the vault or whatever, and pretended, pretended to pull money out of the kettle after scoring his touchdown. So Okay. Certainly creative, absolutely, which we appreciate, but... Not smart. Maybe not the vibe. Maybe not the vibe. History has proven that if you celebrate with the or inside the Salvation Army kettle, you're getting fined. That's right. So, I so went, that's why he was pulling the money out, maybe, to yeah, make up to for pay the, the fine. That. Yeah. All right, my next award is the Nice Block Award. I'm giving it to the Washington's famous Hogs, Vinny, the offensive line that has issued a statement distancing themselves from Daniel Snyder and the commanders and hitting, hinting at legal action over the use of their nickname, the Hogs, because they don't want anything to do with the Commanders or Daniel Snyder without being paid, Vinny. Mark Schlereth isn't part of this lawsuit, though, by the way. It's Joe no. Jacoby, Mark May, Fred Dean, and Rick Doc Walker. And John Riggins. Named as the plaintiffs in this lawsuit. So that was the original group of hogs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's Yikes. and again, this is just it, you saw what the commanders did with and how they messed up the Sean Taylor statue. Do you see my air quotes oh, here? Yes. It's really just a mannequin. So they fixed. They put new touches on it to oh, fix did it. They? So it oh, looks did a they? little bit more like him. Could somebody send the commanders a photo of that statue of Dirk Nowitzki that they just put up and say, "This is what a statue is." Yeah, mm-hmm. a statue should be made of like actual sculpture material, right, not right. like it's, wire. Right. It's actually sculpted. <laughs> Spend more than four days on it, if you wouldn't mind. Right. <laughs> um, my next award is the I talked to LL Cool J, and he said it's okay to indeed call this a comeback award. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm giving it to the Los Angeles Clippers, who last night uh, beat the Detroit Pistons 142 to 131 in overtime. This was a crazy basketball game. So the Pistons are down by 15 points in the third quarter. They come all the way back. They take the lead. They are up uh, 126 to 112 with three minutes to go in the game. Head coach Ty Lue clears the bench. Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Amir Coffey, Nick Batum, and Moses Brown finish the fourth quarter. They finish it with a 16 to 2 run to force overtime. Then the Clippers go on to beat um, them by 11 points in overtime. In the last three minutes of the fourth quarter and the overtime, the Clippers outscored the Pistons 30-5. to That is one way to blow a basketball game. Come back from 15, blow it, and then lose by 11 in overtime. You won't see that very often. Wow. Pain. Pain. Yes, pain. All right, this is the... Cutting Onions Award, and it goes to Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. The story is actually almost a week old, but I didn't know about it until yesterday, and I don't think we've talked about it on this show, so I'm bringing it out anyway. Uh, back during training camp, uh, a young Buffalo Bills fan named Aiden 
lost his father over the summer um, to a, a brain aneurysm, I believe it was. And so Aiden's favorite player is Stefan Diggs. They got to meet. They got to talk um, at training camp. And I guess they showed Stefan Diggs a photo of this young kid and his dad, his late dad. Fast forward to last week. Aiden is at the game, sitting sitting right up against the field with his mom. Stefan Diggs, her, I'm going to cry. Stefan Diggs comes up with a, a shoebox for little Aiden. And it's custom cleats with the image of Aiden and his father oh, wow. on the shoes. I'm definitely going to cry now. Wow. That's Amazing. great. Yeah. That's and somehow great. mom kept it together. I'm blubbering. And she's like just smiling and thinking. How old is Aiden? I would guess like five or six. Wow. It's funny because my last award was going to be, is going to be the nice shoes award. And I was going to give this to J.J. Watt even before the news of his retirement. Did you see the Turbo Man cleats he was pimping before the game Sunday night? I was trying to figure out uh, were the red and yellow ones. Yes. Yeah. Turbo Man is the the dude from Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Yeah, right. I watched a little bit of that movie over the weekend. It was the it was the one Christmas movie that me and the kids chose to watch. Put the cookie down. <laughs> Get in the chopper. Walk oh, wait, us that's through that movie. play. Right. What happened and how she oh. grab it? Oh man, that's easy. What so happened? I'm just lining up. I see. I don't know what I just did there. Put the cookie down. Put the cookie down. I actually, oh, sorry. Go what ahead. were you going to say? No, go ahead. I, I rewatched that trailer, not the whole movie, but my husband and I watched that trailer just because we wanted to remember the pure insanity. And wow, I can't wait to get drunk and watch that movie again. <laughs> I tried to watch the new uh, well done, Christmas Ruthless. Story movie, too. Yeah? No? Yeah, about 20 minutes in. Wait, isn't that the one that Jarrett liked? Or no. do I keep confusing it with a different Christmas movie? I think he liked... The musical one? Didn't he like the musical one with Will Ferrell? Yeah. yeah. Not this, the same? No, no. This was the, uh, the the sequel with Ralphie and... Oh, yeah. 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 The Corona. There you go. There's hardware uh, brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize, proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. Coming up next, we'll end our Tuesday show with a little Cardinals crosstalk with uh, Luke Lipinski and Kellen Olsen straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Cardinals football, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Okay, it's not Big Red Monday. Technicality. It's Tuesday, reacting to it's the not uh, Cardinals Wolf loss. And Luke, technically. Technically, it's, it's Luke and Kellen Olsen, who's yeah. in for Wolf today. Right. Welcome to our studio, guys. <laughs> oh, it's yours? What's well, going on? Me? It's, well, it's going to be ours in eight minutes. From six Thank to you. ten, it's ours. Okay. You can have it in eight minutes. <laughs> you know what? You can just keep it for I'm the next four hours. I'm just prolonging the Cardinals yeah. talk as much as I can. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's get into McSorley, guys. Let's go. <laughs> How are your holidays? Uh, it was great until Sunday night, and then not as great. Uh, Cardinals, we'll, we'll start with the big news, and I'm sure you'll have a, a, a large chunk of this on your show today, too. J.J. Uh, Watt, his tweet today. Day. He's been playing lights out football. He's been one of the few bright spots in recent weeks for the Cardinals, but saying this was his last uh, home game uh, as an NFL player. Uh, Bick and I talked about it. Can't be overly shocked by it considering everything. A new father, 
uh, his health issues this year. But just your your first reaction, Luke. My first reaction was they got JJ too because when I heard you guys when I was driving, I heard Bick say, you know, part of the reason the Cardinals haven't had that game that Denver had on mm-hmm. Sunday is probably Buda Baker and JJ Watt. Yeah. Right now, Buda Baker has a fractured shoulder, and JJ Watt's retiring in two games. Um, it's just it's what you said. He's been one of the few bright spots consistently on this team, and in a year where it seems like everybody's hurt or just not playing well, he has a history of being hurt. He really hasn't been, and he's been playing. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, I, I guess it gives a little more clarity to the offseason because that was a debate of do you bring this guy back considering yeah. his age, but he's also one of your two or three best players this year. Maybe a little clarity, but there's still no clarity. Yeah, I think I think I go with Luke on the same sort of thing where I just look at it from a Cardinals point of view and just what they're going to be missing. And he was such a, I know constant is a weird word to use with someone like him who's so injury prone, but when he was in a game, it just felt like a couple of times a game he would just blow up a run play. And it, it's, it's just this innate ability he had there. And then obviously as a pass rusher, it goes without saying, but I remember last year when the sack numbers were down, but like those of us that were watching the game saw the game-to-game impact that he has, and they just they don't make many football players like him, and, and they're really going to miss him next year. Next year, of course, we would have been potentially talking about him going into free agency, signing with another team, but now it kind of goes this route, which feels a bit different, obviously, for a couple different reasons. Yeah, I mean, last year, too, before that injury, 7-0 and with J.J. Watt, and that's kind of when the Rocky Road started a little bit, uh, and they you know, busted it to come back for the playoff game. He will be missed. And uh, I wonder, too, if if this decision by J.J. Watt pushes the Cardinals front office pick into a a different mode of thinking. Hey, if he's not going to be back and we were going to rely on him for some leadership, how Mm. much more uh, massive is this rebuild this offseason? Well, yeah, it was already pretty big. They've got 28 unrestricted free agents. They've got a couple of guys on the offensive line who have already contemplated retirement in Justin Pugh and Rodney Hudson. So there's a lot of stuff they've got to do. I I think in some way, maybe J.J. Watt did them a favor because I'm sure they would have loved to have brought him back he's certainly not cheap he's a he's a luxury item and if if this football team's not prepared to really compete next year mm-hmm. you're going to need to allocate a lot of money in a lot of different places so I, I look i i think his leadership has been about as good as i've ever seen from a football player especially a guy who's only been here a couple of years um, and and I just really respect the way he's going out. Like I've said before, I'll say it one last time. I, I looked at it very cynically the last few games. I'm like, oh, look at J.J. Watt coming on like a yep. freight train. Contract year. Contract year, <laughs> contract push, and it, it's not that at all. It's a guy who wants to go out um, playing his best football, and I massive respect for that. Yeah, now to the game on Sunday, and yes. Vic and I talked about it too. It's hard to keep thinking about draft positioning and improving your positioning when you're watching a football team play play a game in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the result was probably the desired result for the Cardinals. You don't want to stack together wins at this point of the season. But the ingredients that went into the loss, the one thing that I couldn't get over, and I ranted about this earlier in the, in the show, is the third down and one play uh, in the fourth quarter with the Cardinals leading by three, And the play call, again, by Cliff Kingsbury was the definition of a head-scratcher. It turns into a turnover. So you're in four-down territory. You don't even get a shot at the fourth down because instead of just giving the ball to James Conner, who was running through the Buccaneers' defense, you got to get fancy and cute and overthink it and try to pitch it to Keontae Ingram. And then we get told time and time again, oh, the play was there. We liked the play. It just wasn't executed well. No! Why are people not telling Cliff Kingsbury these plays are not good plays? I, you know, <laughs> they're telling us, Vince. I mean, they're certainly out there on social media. Look, that that 
play call to me is is indefensible. I mean, there have been times this year where I feel like the easy move was just to blame the head coach because you can't blame everybody, and you know maybe it's fifty fifty. Yes. How do you not give James Conner the ball there? I'm, I'm trying to pull up the schedule. If you look at their last four games, right? Okay, Chargers. If they could just get a first down at the end, they probably win that. New England. If if they don't turn the ball over in the second half, they probably win that. Uh, Denver. If you just show up long enough for them to fight themselves, you'll probably win that. <laughs> yeah. And if you just hand the ball to James Conner, you probably win that. And that's this. This is not a good football team. This is a four-win team. They're not going to win again. But you easily could have won the last four games. And something like that, that is 100% on Cliff. Hand the ball to the guy that's going to definitely get you one yard. 12 of 15 conversion rate this year on third and one for James Conner. Why do you have him if you don't trust him? I don't know. To Vinny's point, I was able to shift my thinking a bit, not to the let's go lose, let's go lose champ, but just looking at the younger guys now they're developing. Cameron Thomas has really had a lot of moments over the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And speaking of the J.J. Watt conversation, they might need him even more next year now. Trey McBride on the other side of the football, though, we're just still kind of waiting to see the guy who was talked about as this luxury item and just like a sort of, hey, we, we didn't need a tight end, but this guy is so good, can't miss number one yes. tight end. He's going to come in, and we haven't even seen anything close to that. We haven't even seen like a quarter or two quarters where he has a big drive or two. We haven't seen any of that. It's been, it's been a mixed bag in terms of evaluating the young talent at this point. Is it wrong that, that somebody asked me, okay, who do you think they'll get with a top five pick? And I started looking for tight ends. That no, ground that's, out around no the, don't like, do the, that. Like third round yeah. tight ends out of small right. schools. And I found right. Tucker Craft out of South Dakota. Hey, well, great Vic, name. Vic to Kellen's <laughs> point, though. And yes, I digged. I had to dig a lot. I think we had our Trey McBride moment of the year. And that was on James Conner's touchdown yeah. run. He blocked at the first level, got to the second level, and kind of erased two guys from that play. Yeah, But if that's your second-round pick, and in Week 16, that's your highlight is him making a block on a touchdown run, what have you done? Well, and again, and your number one pick is Hollywood Brown. And you know, I, <laughs> he's been okay to me. I, I don't see anything real special. He's been okay, but is that a product of Hollywood Brown? Is it a product of know. the quarterback play, the I, offensive I, line play, or just the overall sickness of this offense? All right I know now? is Justin Jefferson's averaging 117 yards of receiving a game. <laughs> Jerry Rice never did that. Here's a stat. I tweeted this out. Maybe you guys saw it. The Cardinals have run 1,025 offensive plays this year. Stat. None of them have been more than 47 yards in length. Happy Tuesday, everyone. How did you find right. that stat? Yeah. I read that tweet and I was like, okay. how does Vince know this? Uh, you just don't know that off the top of your head? I assumed you yeah. went play-by-play for the last 25 years or whatever. I had a little time over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I got num- not a whole lot going on. Uh, guys, the studio is now yours. You can have it. Nice. Keep it tidy. Okay. <laughs> Very clean. Does that here. mean clean up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luke Lipinski, Kellen Olson with you for the next four hours from uh, 10 to 2 here on Arizona Sports. Thanks to uh, Bobby Hurley, Shane Doan for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Bright and early, 6 a.m., and yes, it will mark the return of Jared Carlin. Lauren, thanks for filling in. You did wonderful work. We'll catch you tomorrow here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.